Welcome to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. We hope you enjoy the upcoming podcast and hope this time is empowering, inspiring, and helpful as you pursue the dream God has put in your heart. The participants of this podcast are not attorneys, and this recording is not to be considered legal advice. Please contact your local attorney's office where needed. Enjoy today's podcast. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Nathan Camp, and I'm here representing the Beyond the Call podcast, the podcast resource of Start Church, where we're helping pastors and leaders protect what God has given them to lead. And we're very excited today about our topic. We're going to be talking about something that a lot of pastors are dealing with, and that is how to properly use a church credit or debit card. And I'm really excited about our guest today. We've got our founder, Pastor Raul Rivera, in the studio with us. How are you, Pastor Raul? I am doing great. I'm so glad I have this opportunity to share in this podcast. Well, we're excited today. We're dealing with something a lot of pastors deal with. Is they say they've been given the tool of a credit card or a debit card, and they want to do something well. But sometimes a lot of pastors think, I don't really know how to use this, or they're reproducing methods that they've heard of or seen of before. And it seems like we're hearing more and more of some pastors having some issues with that. Have you ever heard of any pastor struggling with what's the right way to use a church debit card? Oh, absolutely. It happens every week. All across America, pastors use the church credit card, and uh, most of the time they're going to use it correctly. Right. However, there comes these occasions where the church policy on how to use the credit card isn't very clear, and oftentimes they are allowed to use it for church business and for personal business so long as they pay it back each month. Right. And that's where pastors get in trouble. It's that is that un that area where there's not clarity. Little gray lines. Not yeah. exactly sure where it stops and where it doesn't. That's right. And oftentimes they just lose track. Uh, one uh, example that I can think of is Pastor Howard, and that's just the name that we're going to use for this sure. podcast. Uh, he was allowed to use the credit card for both business and personal. And every month, he'd take all the receipts that were personal, he'd pay back the church, and it was going well for a few months. But one month, he didn't have enough money to pay it back. Mm. And the next month, a little bit more. And before long, the church credit card bill grew where he owed the church close to $6,000. Well, on his salary, he just wasn't going to be able to pay it back. And that's where the troubles for that church began. Wow. Now, is it legal for a church to allow a pastor to use the church credit card for personal if they pay it off each month? There's a gray area there. The, the I, I, tax code doesn't speak to it directly. Um, however, there are issues that can exist specifically when it's not paid back. We know for certain that when it isn't paid back, there are some serious tax consequences that could occur for both the minister and for the church. Right. So there's a the church is leveraging its credibility and some of its finances and some of its uh, tools to give the pastor the, the credit card or debit card. And the question is, how do they make sure to do it correctly? Now, what would be some of the consequences? Before we get into what they should do, why is this important? What are some of the consequences that uh, churches face if they don't do this right? Well, first of all, just from a ethics perspective, it isn't a good idea, right? because there's, it's, there are too many opportunities for this whole thing to go wrong, and the church's greatest asset will always be its reputation. That's However, you know, from a tax point, the church can lose its tax-exempt status if a minister ends up owing money to the church and it's never paid back or required by the church for him to pay it back. Right. I have seen occasions where 
church credit card bills were run up by the pastor. And after a time, the church said, well, let's just forgive it and start all over again. Ah, Not knowing that there is now history in which Section 4958 of the Internal Revenue Code was violated. And one of the consequences is that the church can lose its tax-exempt status. And in losing their tax-exempt status, uh, the entire reputation of the church would now be in question because congregants will say, why did the church lose its tax-exempt status? And the other uh, penalty that can occur is what's called an excess benefit transaction penalty in which the IRS is able to fine the pastor 225% of the value owed to the church or the money owed to the church. And Section D2 allows them to fine board members up to $20,000 each. So there are serious consequences. So board members that should have known or were kind of oversight with a pastor utilizing that card improperly? That's right. The, the IRS takes this point of view. Board members should know about this or should have known about this, but allow it to continue can be fine. This is particularly interesting or uh, directly applies to churches, bo- church boards that have forgiven pastors these balances. Right. If they choose to forgive them, they need to report them as income to the pastor on his W-2 form, but that's rarely ever done. So I hear you say that some of the consequences could be loss of tax-exempt status, uh, excess taxes and penalties. Could this ever be seen as embezzlement? Absolutely. Um, These are cases where the board doesn't know and doesn't care to know. Mm. And that happens all too often. You know, many times church boards meet only once a year, and many of the board members don't even look at financial reports. And pastors are able to hide things. And it's interesting that many times they always do it with this intention, I'll pay it back. I know I will. I know I'll pay it back. bad process. That's exactly right. And, And many times unfulfilled good intentions turn into now I have to hide something. Right. And it, it, it breaks down the reputation of the church. The pastor's own personal integrity breaks down. He'll struggle with guilt. And it just leads to a breakdown between the church and the congregation, even if the congregation isn't aware of it. What if you were to use the card, let's say by accident? I know I've had times before I went in my wallet and grabbed the wrong card to pay for something. What if a pastor accidentally grabs the church card and pays for gas or pays for an item. What, what should be done there? Yeah, that's a great question, and I've done it before myself. And on occasions where I'm able to catch it immediately, I don't leave the store unless I go to customer service, get a refund, get and to reverse the charge, reverse the charge right, and right. then use my own credit card. But I've had occasions where I get home, and it's two or three days later. I'm t- taking the receipt to accounting, and I realized I look at the last four digits, and it's my and it's the church's credit card. Well, at that point, I immediately come with the receipt in a check, and then on the back of the receipt, I write an explanation, and then I sign it. It's not there's nothing better than to control the paper trail story by getting in front of it. So I'll write on the back of, of the receipt. This was a personal purchase that I made, but I ac- accidentally used the wrong credit card, and then I sign off on it, and I make sure that the check amount is exactly the same amount that is on the receipt itself. So this is a very important topic, and maybe you're a pastor out there, and you're saying, I have done this 
tried to do this right, but how do I make sure that I do it right from here? That's the topic we're going to cover in just a moment. In case you're just joining us, you are listening to the Start Church Beyond the Call podcast. We're the podcast resource of Start Church that's helping pastors and ministers protect what God has given them to lead. And today we're talking about how to use church credit or debit cards properly. Now, Pastor Raul Rivera, our founder, is here with us today, and here's the question we want to answer now. How do we minimize the misuse of church credit cards? What can we do? What are steps we can take or processes we can put in place to protect the church and its pastor? Well, it begins with policy, writing a good credit card use policy, and then studying it, and then making a personal commitment to follow it. And the very first one that I would or the very first part of the policy is to write down how the card may be used. Yeah, giving some clarity to that, how how the pastor should be using it and how they shouldn't be. That is exactly right. And oftentimes the list of how not to use it is bigger than the list of how to use it. Right. You know, the, the, the list for using it is for church business only. But then there are these areas where pastors may not know what is church business. For example, one... One of the most common uh, uses is gasoline, where the pastor does ministry, and the church says, well, you're allowed to use the credit card, and we'll give you a gasoline allowance or a car allowance of $400 a month. So he goes to go to the hospital and visit someone. He fills up the gas tank, uh, goes 80 miles there and back, and then the gas tank is still three-quarters full, and then he uses it for personal that's actually could be viewed as embezzlement or at a minimum an excess benefit transaction where section 4958 would kick in so the very first part is how to use the card and for what reasons it can be used and then a list of how not to use it and that's a real important part here that pastor all just spoke about is a lot of times churches aren't thinking i need to arm my minister with how they're supposed to utilize this right. And so people are out there, expenditures, and you mentioned gas. A lot of people don't understand how that's supposed to be done. And so if you're listening to this today, and maybe you don't have the type of credit card policy that uh, Pastor Raul was talking about, if you will give us a call at 844-641-5718, 844-641-5718, or email us at podcast at startchurch.com. We can tell you how to make sure to get that resource. So, Pastor Raul, you were saying to make sure that how the credit card is used is spelled out. What are the next points in that type of policy? Well, the second one are, are spending limits. You know, ha- applying a spending limit where any transaction above a certain amount requires someone on the board or the right person on the board. Maybe it's someone in the finance committee or someone on on the board that has access to the budget to uh, look at that transaction and approve it before it's done. You know, oftentimes there's this magic number that a lot of churches use, and they actually write into their bylaws that any transaction above 2000 needs a second look. Right. And so just applying that is a great protection for the pastor. I myself, you know, having pastored years, um, I really appreciated knowing that I had a set of parameters that provided safety nets for myself as right. the senior pastor. And then, so you said, making sure it's spelled out, having limits, and what else? Is there any other parts of that policy you would suggest? Well, lastly, uh, the policy should have strict reporting requirements, and this is something that I had to continually remind my church secretary, and that was, if I ever spent on the credit card and I did not turn in a receipt, 
that that income, if I couldn't explain it, or that expense, if I could not explain it, then the church would have no choice but by policy to report it as personal income on my W-2. Um, that would be the, the best safety net to create uh, to avoid trouble for the church. But it also gave me an incentive to want to save my receipts. To do it accurately. That sure. is exactly right. And, you know, I, as and some pastors um, in my conversations with them on this, have given me some pushback. But I said, there's nothing greater and nothing better than to know that your system will keep you out of trouble. Right. And nothing better than to know that if I don't turn in the receipt, it's going to be income that I'll have to report on my on my return. I never made a mistake. And <laughs> yeah. that was just a great policy to have in place. Well, that is such a great example of the type of policies that need to be in place for churches to protect what God has given them to lead. Uh, Pastor Raul, a lot of people are asking these type of questions. So they're listening to this right now on driving down the road or on a treadmill, and um, they're saying, well, I never knew this before. Where can I get this type of practical, real-world leadership information that I need to lead my church? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. You know, one of the uh, places where we most discuss topics like these are at our conferences you know, we host these all across America, and um, I, I still get amazed at the number of pastors that either nudge their church treasurer or secretary when I talk about the misuse of credit cards, and I give examples, and you can tell that all across the audience, people are going, uh-oh, I think he's talking the about light me. light bulb's coming on. That is exactly right. And you know, I oftentimes say this, that we accidentally embezzle from our church, even though our heart is in the right place. It's just that the policy we follow isn't consistent with law. And so uh, the conference is a great place to get information to help you not just start right, but stay right. We'd love for you to join us at one of those upcoming conferences. We're probably coming to a city near you. If you go to startchurch.com, you can look at our full schedule there. Pastor Raul, thank you so much for joining us today. And if you have questions about this topic or any of our other podcast topics, you can email us at podcast at startchurch.com or give us a call, 844-641-5718. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Call, brought to you by Start Church. If you have any questions about what you have heard today, please give us a call at 844-641-5718 or visit our website at startchurch.com. We hope you'll join us for the next episode of Start Church Beyond the Call. Start Church has helped thousands of churches and ministries protect what God has given them to lead. Check out our website at startchurch.com or feel free to call at 844-641-5718. We would be honored to serve you.